0: Good night this is Anthony
1: and this is Jasmine.
0: this is the last day old supper. Uh, we just watched episode four, uh, which was called G'day, Melbourne very different than episode three
1: yeah, a really heavy episode
0: yeah it went into a lot they they went into a lot of the, the shit with them that they never talk about it it got it got really intense at the end
1: yeah this was like an ugly. Like, as far as the episode goes, the episode itself was kind of like the ugly fight uh, of a really happy couple. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like, this whole show is so successful and so seamless and so pure, and this episode was not any of that. This episode was all over the place. It was incongruent, and it it was just kind of like where all the seams don't meet.
0: Yeah, it, it showed, you know, what we, what, you know, all of you already knew, like, Kevin and Nora kind of just go, yeah, that's cool, because we love each other, let's not worry about that, let's just, let's just move on, let's just do this, let's just do that. Ignoring core issues that they've had since the day they met, literally.
1: Yeah, and they I mean, they acknowledged earlier in the season that they, they need to work on their story, because <laughs> the day they met...
0: At a conference, and she knew that he was already cheating on his wife. Exactly, but he told the story as them meeting at divorce court. At divorce court, which is better for uh, for the ears, I guess.
1: Right, uh, it's a better thing to tell the neighbors. <laughs> um, so where do we start well, on this story?
0: I, I had a feeling this would be a heavy episode, so I took a little, a few notes. That's good. And um, I didn't recognize the song at first in the beginning. But the powers of the internet helped me. Oh, yeah? And it was pretty telling because it was a song by Le, uh, Ray Montagna and the Pride Dogs. And it was called This Love Is Over. Which was kind of interesting given the whole Kevin and Nora fight. Mm-hmm. So, we started with that. And, but that wasn't the only song. They they definitely had a... They definitely liked Take On Me. Because it, it was in the episode three times. Three different versions.
1: Yeah, and there was even... Uh, a moment where you and I were doing karaoke this Mm -hmm. past week where we all sang Take On Me so it was really interesting uh, seeing that appear just sort of randomly yeah
0: it's definitely a go-to for most people for karaoke yeah I loved all three versions of it I want to add all three of them too they were
1: all great the piano version that they were doing in the episode was really fantastic um, as far as like the very beginning of the show, like the very beginning of, of the episode, um, we see Nora going through security. Right,
0: using pre-check to, to get away with the money.
1: Exactly, to get away with the money that was duct taped to her body. And it's like, this episode could have gone two ways, and I was thinking about that while everything was playing out. episode could have gone... Kevin's too dumb and crazy to notice what the fuck Nora's doing. Or, B, Kevin is too smart and too much of a good cop to ignore all the illegal and suspicious behavior she's exhibiting. Right. So, I would say that it was a mix of the two, but definitely there in the beginning, he's like, so what the fuck are you smuggling? Like, yeah. I ain't no fool. Yeah, and...
0: <laughs> and I think that's the only reason she told him at all. I think she originally planned on telling him nothing and just pinning it. It's a work thing. See your dad. See your dad. But once he copped her and he brought up, well, if you would have told me, I could have held 10,000. You wouldn't even have to do this. Said, oh, good point. I don't think she ever meant to tell Kevin.
1: No, it never occurred to her that, she, that he could be a partner to her in this.
0: I don't think she was going to disprove him. I think she was going to go.
1: Oh, for sure. She, but, was, I mean, she was obvious. Yeah, yeah. She was trying to. And then to go. once,
0: once she decided she was going to tell him that, she just put that little spin on it.
1: Right, right. She had to. That was her backup plan. Right. Was that
0: if I get caught, it's for work. But you know, him being a good cop, this isn't your jurisdiction. They probably didn't even approve this. Right. And she's just kind of doing the like the movie cop where, just because you know, um, Captain didn't say we can do it, doesn't mean I'm not going to do it and save the day.
1: Right. She's, and, but that's not at all her personality.
0: No. He smelled the bullshit right away.
1: Yeah, her work is definitely not her life. Right. And his work is his life. And so he can definitely tell the difference. So I, I think he knew from moment one that something was going awry. But Kevin is also very crazy right now. Oh, yeah. And so I think he wanted to pretend everything was okay. Uh, To a certain extent, because he was too distracted with his own shit. And by far, this episode is really more about Kevin's shit Hmm. than it is about Nora. Though, we'll get to everything that happened with Nora and why that's a really big deal. But, I think the greatest concern anyone has after finishing that episode is that Kevin just got in a car with a lady who wants to drown him. Yeah. Because he's crazy and he doesn't know where he is.
0: Yeah, he he he's more aware of his crazy now
1: i mean he knows he's crazy but let me tell you as someone who is crazy that doesn't do you any fucking good man like like everyone's crazy to a certain extent and i think we all know what about ourselves is crazy but that doesn't really help us in the moment when we start doing something that feels crazy but we don't know how to stop ourselves and I think that's where Kevin's at right now. Apparently some big explosion has happened. Yeah, which they did
0: not explain. They grounded know. all flights and they couldn't get All flights are taxi. grounded.
1: Taxis are that's unavailable. A big, that's a big deal. Yeah, something big happened. Something nine eleven y happened.
0: At first I thought the bellhop was exaggerating explosion and he met the fire in Nora's room. But then when they said grounded flights I realized it wasn't just a bellboy exaggerating on a fire in a room.
1: Right. Like, a major disaster has happened. Yeah,
0: because his dad said all fights are grounded. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, there was definitely a lot going on. Um, he, he saw his dad was missing on TV, and that made him think, maybe I should look for dad, and then he tried to calm down about it. But then that's when he saw Evie on right. TV. Right,
1: that's when he hallucinated Evie. Do you,
0: well, do you remember what it said on her sign? Because I forgot to write that down. It said... That's probably important.
1: Surah 18.
0: Okay, so that's probably something. I'm sure it's well, not just...
1: it's head. not nothing for sure. right? Like, this young woman is standing in front of G'day... G'day,
0: Melbourne. G'day, Melbourne.
1: Uh, and she has a sign that says, Surah 18. And I was trying to, like, think of what that is. Mm-hmm. It seemed that she was Muslim, but I don't know enough about the Muslim faith, you know, if that means anything. And I'm really hoping this isn't related to whatever disaster happened, because I think it's just so easy to, like, make everything a Muslim thing. I don't think Damon would do that. I don't think he would either. But that, that being said, we've seen a lot of Christianity in this show. Well, yeah, and from we, the
0: beginning. I mean, that's the, a lot of the, the book, the original, has so much on it.
1: Right, it's so Christian. But we, we haven't really seen what I would call a comprehensive take on how other religions are interpreting the departure. So I, I guess it could provide something. We'll, we'll have to see where that goes. But what her sign said definitely wasn't nothing. Like, it wasn't just something on a sign. Yeah. Because if it was, it just it would have said something simple, like, G'day Melbourne. Like, Evie was just trying to be on TV and be fun. But if she wasn't Evie. She was just some girl who worked in a library.
0: Yeah. I looked it up real quick, because I don't want to just spend the whole time looking on my phone. But it looks like it's related to Chapter 18 of the Quran. Okay. So it's probably something pretty intense that, you know, since we go right to the mics after the episode. We don't really... Yeah, we don't We don't research. do any homework or read any other reviews because we don't want to be tainted by that stuff.
1: Yeah. I guess maybe Sarah means chapter. Um, okay, well, we have that to chew on, I guess, just as viewers, but... So, from there, we cut to Kevin chasing her down in a library and him talking to Lori and Lori trying to talk him down... From the delusion that he's having, and he's definitely having a delusion. There's a lot going on in Kevin's life right now. He's trying to pretend that his dad's disappearance to Australia and now being a wanted man in Australia is not a big deal. He's trying to pretend that the apocalypse that's happening in, what, five days
0: I think Lori said six and you're the chief and you're not here. Like, right, yeah. exactly. And she said six.
1: So... And then
0: he pinned it all on. I didn't run away, nor ran away, but I followed her. Like loophole shit. Right. The little kiddie stuff. Exactly.
1: There's a lot going on in his life. He's running from it. He, know, like, saying Kevin, knows that he should not get in a vehicle with his father. Like, that's a bad idea. I think, but right now, I Kevin think, is so delusional.
0: I think same Kevin took a back seat after the Nora fight, and she just kept bringing up the book in this comical way, and she thought the book was all lies, because when she right. tried to prove to him that, for, I don't think he honestly read it, because he knows what's in it, because he lived it. Um, but when she did that quiz, and he said, pushed her into the... In the wild. In the wild, which was like such a traumatic thing for him. Mm -hmm. And now she's just picking on this book like, oh, you want to be Jesus Christ Superstar? And then he just said, all right, I'll burn it. Because he clearly, the book doesn't need to, if the story needs to be told, short of him dying, it can be told. But he's not a religious person anyway, but he just knows that all this stuff already happened. But I love how um, I was worried that we were only going to see Nora's side or Kevin's side. And I love the parallel. How they were showing both at the same time, mm-hmm. that made it a lot better. Um, when Nora was trying to rush on the bus, because the you know the whole reason she got there was the um, uh, the science reasons to go back to her family, and there was a woman at the bus stop who had a job interview, and hey, you're a mom, right? Watch this kid for me, and just kind of took took off, and she almost missed the bus. Just to get right, to her
1: right, yeah. So she gets there, and she gets asked that question, would you kill a baby to cure cancer? If you remember back to last episode, Mm -hmm. there's a man who Kevin's father meets in the desert who says, I didn't get it. They asked me a question. They asked me if I would kill a baby to kill cancer. And Kevin's dad says, of course not or something to the effect of that. Right.
0: Yeah, I wish I remember what he said too. We, we actually didn't re the this week.
1: We really wanted Good to. time. Didn't get around to it. Um, and then the man says, that's exactly what I said. Dumps gasoline all over himself and lights a match. Yeah. And so, so that clues us into the fact that another person has been turned away from this. Right. And they got turned away also in Australia. So maybe this whole thing is just set up shop in Australia, or That's maybe awesome. it moves. I don't know. But they're turning people away from it. And does that give it credence or no?
0: I think, it's, I think it's trying to. Like the whole exclusivity, only so many people can go in this club. And then people want to go in the club, even though if they never would have cared about going into said club. Mm-hmm. It's, I think, you know, some people, not Nora, Nora genuinely was like, wait, no, I want to see my family. What the hell are you doing?
1: Yeah, at the the end of all this, I mean, I think she knows she'll die, but she wants to do it. And the show's really tackling the fact that, like, if something happened of this nature, suicide and a devaluing of human life Mm -hmm. would be a consequence. And Nora doesn't value her own life right now, and no, I guess not at Kevin all. doesn't really either. I don't
0: think Kevin ever did.
1: Yeah, Kevin probably didn't before the departure. Yeah. yeah, he was exactly. cheating on his wife, and yeah,
0: he's just he, he's not. While they paint him as the Messiah of the show, he's he's kind of a piece of garbage. At the same he's time. the
1: everyman, and right now in 2017, Donald Trump is president, and we elected him. And we are the everyman, and Kevin's an everyman. So right now, the everyman is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. We're all pieces of shit. <laughs> and there goes the rest of our viewers.
0: There it is. They're all gone. All, yeah. the, all the people watching a podcast.
1: Actually, um, in case there are any remaining, I looked up that section of the Quran and its translation, and it seems to be a portion of the Quran that just verifies that Allah is... Um, this most supreme and that we are his servants um, and to a certain extent it his love is what is providing for humanity. So I'm going to go ahead and call this section of the Quran the John 3.16 mm-hmm, probably because in the Bible yeah. the Christian Bible, that's the section of the Bible that just sort of says like hey, mm-hmm. this is what God is about kind of
0: so kind of like an in, like just an explanation like a rough
1: I mean it's just like a very simple in it's like the, it's the contract in John 3:16 right, is right. like for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and this is a a a section that is stating the pact between servants of a law and a law okay so um yeah That's what I would say. And I don't mean to be reductive to the Muslim faith at all. There's just, in every religious text... Yeah, there's there's, some summation. There's the pact. Right. You know, there's what the Supreme is giving us and what we, as the human and the temporary and the flawed, are giving back.
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody would interpret what you're saying as being insensitive. Okay, I hope not. Oh, no, I don't. Yeah, I really don't think so. Um, I, I did love how... Kevin saw Evie, realized he might not be seeing, might be talking to her, just like Patty. Uh, the gentleman in the alley confirmed him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He still was a little skeptical on himself, took a picture. Right. And then the picture, and all ten, I don't know if we actually saw the picture ever. Oh,
1: no, we do. We do see the oh, picture. Oh, we saw it that's right. Yeah, he, she, yeah. because Lori is just like, all right, look at the picture, and we look at it, and we realize, oh... That's not Evie. That's but when a... she
0: when she first val- when she was first sent the picture and said that is Evie, I was convinced it was her because
1: oh me too.
0: This quote unquote, I'm not that she's flawless, but the saner person right said yes, wow, that's Evie. That's
1: her. Even exactly. though that was just her
0: confirm, like her trying to comfort the insanity, right? Which she did mention in the past. But the last thing I wouldn't go, oh no, wait, she's doing that thing because it's just such an exciting moment to see somebody that there's no conceivable way it's still alive right just hanging out you know in melbourne just pretending
1: yeah exactly and that's so true like Lori's reaction to that was very much on on point like she was just like all right don't approach her again we need to find her and you're gonna scare her off yeah. that yeah. was the best way to handle that
0: yeah. and by pre-calling the person saying hey there's a crazy dude who might ask if you're Evie?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's gonna be real aggressive. Just tell him you are, and just make up some story. As to please, don't tell my parents. She thought she should know Kevin better than this. She thought that would be enough for him to stop. But of course, he's a cop, and he's very angry that he thinks he's seeing his friend's dead daughter. That he interrogates her enough that she finally is like pretty much, "Hey, someone called me and told me to tell you all this to calm you down." And that's when Lori got called out for it. Yeah. But and then when. And then later on, when he's explaining everything to Nora, she definitely feels slighted that he can talk to his ex-wife about these things, but not her.
1: Yeah, that was a really big piece of this. And you see all of that come out. And I guess that was kind of something that was always in the back of my mind since the beginning of the season. I was like, oh, really? Are we all cool with this? Like, John and Lori are together... And Kevin and Nora are together, and they're exes, but they're friends. And is it all okay? Mm-hmm. And is it okay with everybody? Uh, and it's definitely not. At
0: first, I thought it would be.
1: And we even see John, like they're in the restaurant, like, "Hey, why, why are you talking to yeah. Kevin? Why are you still we're on supposed to be out to dinner right now. Why yeah, are you talking a, to Kevin?
0: We're having like a, t- a romantic dinner, and you're right. BSing with your ex, but." Kevin explained himself, I don't know, if you know, quote unquote justified or not, but he did remind, he did remind Nora the last time I told you about anything, you literally chained me to a bed and disappeared. And that might not be an accurate enough excuse to not tell your partner something, but he did explain why he had hesitation.
1: Yeah, I mean, Kevin's a crazy person and he was given a reason. And he decided to use that reason. Yeah. So. But
0: you know, but then it just unraveled more, and him just you know, him Kevin pretty much telling Nora to get over losing your family seven years ago Way one of one of the heaviest scenes in the episode.
1: Heaviest scenes in the entire show. show. I mean, just so devastating. What he says to her is just so rule Mm -hmm. because she doesn't know where her family is and all we know is that the departed departed we don't know if they're dead we know if they were holding a cereal box that disappeared with them but (laughs) that doesn't explain anything that happened Mm -hmm. and so she says they're not dead they're gone and he's like well maybe you should go be with them Yeah. And the whole reason she came to Australia (laughs) is to be with them them. and that opportunity was stolen from her and she's left in this hotel room that's on fire.
0: Yeah. She had zero fucks to give at that point. She she sat in the She had nothing to live
1: for. Nora has nothing to live for right now.
0: Which is probably
1: why she'll outlive everybody. It's true. It's really, really true. There's that beautiful scene in the end where the sprinklers are raining down on her and they're just pouring water off of her face. Right, and it looks
0: almost like, you know, she you could tell she's upset and it almost looks like tears, but it's a massive amount like of the It looks like the rain. tears
1: she wishes she could cry.
0: It, it's very similar to the movies I've done at the crying in the shower scene
1: mm-hmm.
0: where, you know, it looks like you're crying more than you are and it also hides that you're crying. Like, it's... Yeah. it's it's a, It was beautifully shot. It was, it was yeah. unbelievable.
1: Incredible. Great
0: call on that... Uh, they asked me the cancer question. I did not remember that Man on Fire said that. Oh, really? Yeah, I would have, I would have if we, you know, we watched it.
1: It really stood out for me because I used to work for a cancer charity. Right. And so when people say, cure cancer, it's mm-hmm. a very ignorant statement. Right. Uh, and so I always roll my eyes at the phrase, cure cancer. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's and, just, it's a go-to for people just to text sensitive just like time travel what do you do oh you wouldn't kill, kill Hitler like it's the same cheese yeah it's yeah. The,
1: exactly it is the yeah. same cheese so I remember that question from the previous episode really clearly so this is an outfit they're making this proposal to a lot of different people mm-hmm. um, so that's one thing to remember um, and this is maybe not the right time to mention it since we've gotten into the really heavy shit already but There's a scene where Nora reveals she's got cash strapped to her body. Right. (laughs) And number one, it was really hot. It was. Because I was like, yeah, have sex with the money attached to you. But that's not what they did. They had sex without the money attached. But the sex they had was really intense. Yeah. And I don't know if a couple would want that to be the last sex they had. Rough intense sex yes, that was animalistic. in an airport bathroom yeah, literally exactly. in
0: one of the grossest places exactly like it's you know kind of
1: panties pulled to the side yeah. fucking really hard bent her over cause he couldn't fuck her hard enough from the front Yeah, you know like that kind of sex I don't know if that's the kind of sex like we're in a couple if we had to have sex for the last time is that how I'd want to have sex with you
0: we are in a couple yeah. and uh <laughs>
1: Uh, The answer for me is no. That's not the last (laughs) sex I'd want to have. Yeah. And either way you cut it, Nora knew that's probably the last sex she was going to initiate with Kevin. Right.
0: But I think she was looking at it more as a person person dying one last sex, not breakup. Because in her mind, if everything went through, she would kind of reset the clock and the seven years that happened wouldn't matter because she's now with her husband and her children. And that's all that ultimately matters. I don't think she thought for a second that her husband would be like, so you slinging any dick the past seven years? It'd be more, I'm so happy we're back together. So it was kind of like ending that chapter of her life because she was more, she.
1: But she she, divorced her husband. The whole reason they met was because she was in divorce court, divorcing her departed husband because he had been cheating on her.
0: Right, I mean that she cares more about the children than the man, but it would still be her old life.
1: It's her old family. Right, it's her I mean, there's old family. Said yeah, it for
0: regardless, that. and I mean, yeah, Kevin cares about his old family clearly. Like, I don't think that he, I don't think that Kevin has feelings for Lori in that kind of way. I think it's more just she gets my crazy without strapping me to a
1: bed. Yeah, that's definitely the relationship between Kevin and Lori. That's definitely why he went so crazy when she joined the Guilty Remnant. Because he was 100% on his own for the first time since they had been together. and She wasn't there to be his safety net. Yeah. Um, and she definitely had been. And she kind of just needed a, a second to be crazy on her own. And he couldn't handle that. He couldn't handle that. The person who had been his rock had been afloat the whole time. Right.
0: Yeah, and that, I mean, it's kind of intense to begin with that he still even talks to Lori after all of that in season one, just... Yeah. She just abandoned everybody, and for a person who seems to not understand what happened for the... When everybody departed and the way people react, he's he's the most, get over it out of everybody when... Lori was pregnant and That's lost true. a child he was having sex with a stranger who departed literally while he was having sex with her
1: yeah
0: so he's not he's never said it didn't happen, but he just kinda he kind of has that attitude like me like oh whatever we'll just it's fine let's just do something else It's just kind of dismissive about it like he doesn't ever want to address the issue,
1: yeah,
0: he just kinda acknowledges that it happened and then flat out just told Nora get over it It a long time ago and oh you're not going to get over it why don't you go be with them it was just he was acting as if he wanted to break up with her for years now and now he finally just had him out but that's not how he acted otherwise
1: Kevin doesn't want to break up with Nora Kevin is just really crazy right now he could tell
0: she was lying to him for this whole trip
1: yeah oh he knows that for sure
0: yeah Not even because he's a cop, just because she's not a good liar.
1: No. Yeah. So much to chew on in this episode. There are a lot of people who say they can't watch this show because it arouses too many emotions. Mm -hmm. And that was not true for me until this episode. Because for most of this show, I have been... Uh, emotionally connected to what's happening but so much of it has finally articulated what was always real for me mm. because I live in a world where I've lost a lot of loved ones and um, is not to like self-disclose too much but I definitely live in a post departure world uh, even though the people around me don't and so this show has just articulated so much of what I felt and made me feel so validated and this show was actually just like such a positive relief for me this episode stirred so many emotions that totally make me see why people can't watch this show it's intellectual it's complicated and it explores despair in a way that most people probably can't be comfortable with
0: yeah i mean i watch way too much tv um and there are a lot of shows that if i love a show and someone's like oh i haven't seen it i will try to sell them on it Mm -hmm. such as fargo i mean anybody listening to this please watch
1: fargo if you're not also if you're if you're not watching yuri on ice you really need to be (laughs) because that's that's what i'm watching after this show is over
0: you're starting a podcast about season two right
1: Oh, I'm definitely yeah, going to do a Yuri on Ice podcast. Oh, for sure. He doesn't know it he doesn't, yet. If
0: he listens to this, he'll find yeah, out. My,
1: my best friend is another podcaster. His name is Trevor Smith, and he does uh, Austin Smutcast. So if you're a pervert, go check out that podcast.
0: Yeah, if you enjoyed our money sex conversation, Smutcast is a lot more of that and probably better.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and a hot roller derby girl, girl named Rachel uh, co-hosted it. <laughs> with him so you'll like that
0: I really want her to listen to this badly and
1: this is how we find out if they're listening to our podcast like I'm listening to their podcast there you go because if they're not listening to this podcast they won't know that I basically did free advertising for them and they'll never thank me for it and that's how I'll know and I can leverage that against them forever
0: well if you ever do hear them mention our podcast let us know here. yeah so let's do a little buzzfeed quiz. Which character on the leftovers are you? Go.
1: Um, I'm definitely Nora.
0: I knew that. I just wanted to see if you would say it. Yeah. I'm Dean.
1: <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Tell me why you're Dean.
0: I've been aware of the dogs infiltrating the government for the past fifteen years.
1: God, that is so true about you. <laughs>
0: And nobody has ever wanted to listen to me on it. So I just talk about something else. But dogs,
1: dogs infiltrating the highest level. The highest.
0: Well, they have to start somewhere. They can't just go right to the top.
1: That's true. But that's what they're at right now.
0: Well, yeah. Tr- Trump is a dog. Everybody knows
1: this. Yeah. Did you see that meme where people found a frog on his chin? <laughs>
0: no. No. If you haven't looked it up, it's great. Everybody look up frog on chin. All right. Um, that should do it. What do you, where do you think this is going?
1: straight to hell and that's not an exaggeration (laughs) um i think we're gonna find out there was a really big um religiously affiliated attack that happened because once again this season is all about when faith goes too far and i think a religion is going to be responsible for it we don't know which one
0: I don't know if they'll mention which
1: one. It almost doesn't even matter.
0: It doesn't matter. That's why I think they shouldn't mention it because people use fiction as too much of an example. Like, if they said, and they wouldn't because Damon's not that character, if they were like, oh, it was a, a Muslim explosion. First off, no show should ever do that, ever. Yeah, but, I mean,
1: Homeland has already done it like eight times every season. So
0: I think they would go out of their way to just say. They might say religious extremists and show no footage, but I don't think they would pin it on a religion because the show gets enough flack as it is, and if they start insulting a specific sect, it's just, it's going to, you know, they'll get pressed for the last season, but not for the right reasons.
1: Yeah, exactly, and, and they don't want that. They want to finish those nice and clean. So hopefully that won't happen, but definitely attack has happened. It's sending the world into chaos. Think about the days after 9-11. Think about if the apocalypse happened five days after it yeah. um, think about what that would have been like it would have been madness
0: yeah, it, would have been and it was
1: already madness it was already madness but like he, I wasn't allowed to go to school for the week after 9-11 really yeah I we went to school next to Fort Hood Texas mm-hmm. and it was identified as a possible next target so for some reason it felt better for everybody to die at home <laughs>
0: Kind of like the whole airplane thing uh, from Fight Club. Oxygen gets you high. Like, the reason they give you oxygen on a plane crash is because while you're breathing that in, you get high. And if you crash and die, it doesn't matter because you're just stoned out of your board anyway. Yeah. Um, In regards to the show, I think Kevin's going to go back to Texas, but I don't know if Nora is. That's my prediction.
1: I don't know what's going to happen to Nora. I, I think she's going to
0: try to find them again. Yeah, but she doesn't have any of those Kevin Cop good good skills. So yeah, I don't know. Well, I can't. I can. I mean, I think I'm just thinking she stays because of that forward scene of her in Australia as oh, Sarah.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I honestly don't know how much we're going to see of Nora in the last few episodes here.
0: There be four more.
1: At this point, what could happen between Kevin and Nora? Besides reconciliation. And if that doesn't happen, what else?
0: I don't know. And, and what's Kevin going to be doing with his father? And I know that woman's looking to kill him, but keep in mind, Kevin Sr. has been talking to her for a
1: while. He literally drove there with her, so... I think Kevin Sr. wants her to kill him. He, there's that moment where... There's that moment where she's telling Calvin Sr. I drown this cop um, because I'm crazy. And Kevin Sr. says, You're not. not, You just got the wrong Kevin. So Kevin Sr. thinks that he's the Messiah and that his son is related but not imperative to that task. I think Kevin Sr. would totally do some kind of weird religious sacrifice of his son to make it all make sense. So I think Kevin is in grave danger... As we enter the next episode, I do think Kevin is going to die in Australia. I'm certain he's going to die.
0: I really... I love a character, obviously. I want I want Kevin Garvey to die because Damon's the right person to write a show where that character would die. There are so many major tv shows that won't kill off a main character like the especially the main character yeah and they're not they're not afraid of that
1: there are a lot of great shows that will kill off their main characters as well and they do so cheaply i'm a huge fan of game of thrones but game of thrones has turned killing your favorite character into blood sport blood sport it's just it's something you expect every episode at this point i don't love any living characters on Game of Thrones, all the ones I loved are dead. And all the ones that are still alive are pieces of shit. So,
0: <laughs> well, There will be plenty of spin-offs. I don't know if you saw that. Yes, like I three did. Three or four spin-offs.
1: I did.
0: And if they get cast, all your favorite characters get to come back. I'm but
1: almost tempted to podcast through the last season of Game of Thrones. but That would be interesting. Yeah, but. that would be interesting. Anyways... I think Kevin's probably going to die. I don't know how much we're going to see of Nora. I don't think she'll play a primary role in the next few episodes. We'll, we'll probably see bits of her, but I don't think we're going to see anything big. Like, Nora's had her big moment this this season. I think that's all there is to it. Um, yeah, I think... What we have left is... We have about half the season left, right? Yeah, four
0: more episodes. Four, four more, more
1: episodes. I think this is going to be all Kevin. All Kevin Jr., all Kevin Sr. Um, in the desert.
0: I think the next episode... like w- uh, Just for people listening, we don't watch the next week on. Uh, we kind of just watch it as it happens. So we don't have those little, that little tease of what's next week. Um, I think next week will be Kevin and Kevin Sr., but I don't think we've seen The Last of Nora by a long shot. I think she's going to be a major part of the end of the show.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Um, that should just about do it. Um, we will talk to you guys again for episode five. Yeah. And it's a very exciting show. Have, happy to watch. Sad to see it end. So
1: true. But
0: you're here with us and hopefully we can get through this together. Yeah.
1: Thanks so much for listening, guys.